Steve, just want to throw one thing out there. We might be record. We're going to be recording a video, and we might use clips for like TikTok and and Instagram and shit. So I just think about your background. Just, just, uh, you know, I I did it before I started. I fucking cleared all the shit out of here. You know, just a thought. Yeah, yeah. If, I got my, whether I got or not you want a towel in the background is basically all that matters. Yeah, you're, that's you're, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Shaggy, you want me to get rid of the towel? No, no, no. We want you to feel comfortable and be exactly who you want to be. So if you want to have the towel in the background, that's that's who you. Keep that's the, great. Towel. Leave the towel. Keep, leave the, leave the, towel. the fucking towel. Working overtime, serve beer at a Bushwick die. Just trying to stay alive, but it's so damn hard. But I'm well now, worry. Though life ain't going as I planned. I heard it be hard, but it's so much harder. Well, I keep doing. Welcome in and welcome under and welcome back. Welcome to Under the Apron, the podcast that exposes the pink underbelly of the service industry. Legitimately, every time that I I actually have to say that while we're recording, I forget the whole fucking line as I'm I'm like, welcome to the podcast that and I'm like, I forget I blank. I don't know why that keeps happening to my brain. But welcome back, guys. Welcome, everybody. Um, Hey, 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 hey. We have a guest on our show today uh that mike is going to introduce in a second uh our our co-host today uh is mikey filipino welcome hey, mike, to the show. how is everybody hey hey, hey. filipino italian it's uh the combination is renless in new york how you feeling michael i'm feeling great man i'm feeling really good awesome um how about you I feel good. I feel how, I'm how tired. Are you, I'm tired as fuck, man. I uh, I don't know what's going on with me. I I like had a full life change, schedule change, where I just like went from party animal to just on a full dime stop, and now I'm like popping up at seven thirty in the morning and going to bed by ten p.m. and it's great. I feel wow. healthy as fuck, but I'm also I don't know. I'm exhausted by like three p.m. I'm not used to it. I feel like an old man. I hear you, man. I was wondering if that text this morning was you getting home from work or for some strange reason you were awake, but you were no, no. You just I'm up popping up like a pop tart at fucking six thirty in the morning now. I can't, hey, I ha- can't sleep even if I, even if I want to. It's not, it's not so good. Right. It happens sometimes, man. Yeah, and if once you once you get into your elderly age, I guess it does. Um, your body's like, go get sunlight for once, you fuck. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we uh, we have a guest that Mike's going to introduce in a second. Um, if you haven't been have if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, our guest is going to tell a story. We're going to jump into topic roulette where we uh, each came with the topic and uh, and discuss for about eight to ten minutes. We're going to do a bit of a Q and A. We're going to end with Chris Marcella's Fast Five, and mm-hmm. our guest is going to uh, end the show with a quote. So, uh, without further ado, Mike, if you want to introduce our guest today, all right. Well, um, my friend Steve Young here is, uh, uh, we worked together at the uh, Comedy Cellar for, I don't know what, a few years. Um, I I think I was working part-time, right, at that time? Yeah. Um, But either way, yeah, you know, Steve was one of those guys where I think I remember when he started, and and we talked about this on the last episode, Laurent, remember we were talking about, or maybe it was two episodes ago, about new people and like, what new people do that's either good or or bad. That's right. Steve came in fucking head down, rocked the shit for like a week, right? Didn't really hear much from him, right? But I was like, this guy's a good fucking server. And then within a week after that, I was like, oh, this dude's a homie. You know what right. I mean? Like after he established himself as a, a non fuck up in the in the you know in the in the court in the group, uh, then he let his personality shine forth and my lord was i impressed oh my um so uh we got another new york boy in the house tonight straight Ooh. from sheephead bay uh-oh steve that's right young steve young everyone steve hey young. what's going on how we doing guys hey how you feeling great feeling great nice. great uh steve it's good to see your face man it's been it's been a while yeah likewise it's been a long time so this is my first time on your your show your podcast i gotta establish myself as not a fuck up first that's right so uh, keep your head down back. don't say anything for like the first week and then and then jump in there we go. Okay. Love this guy. Love See what this I guy. Can do. Uh, that is the perfect way to do it. I know that we we discussed it in in a not too uh, far back episode, but that that's the best way for for the new person to come in 
is shut the fuck up for like the no first doubt. however long a couple of shifts you know if somebody somebody like asks you a question basically uh don't speak unless spoken to act like you're a child in the 50s yeah, and yeah, then yeah, and then and then you know let 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 it ease up and and prove yourself through your work and and, and you know everybody's gonna fucking love you within like two weeks totally exactly. it, it- it's not like you want to like inhibit somebody for the sake of inhibiting them, but it's like when somebody's personality is like flying out on the first day, yeah, it, it's a little off. It's there's something instinctive. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. I and you know it's funny. I I'm just realizing this. We had already discussed this, you know, before, but I I didn't come to this uh, conclusion or uh, what's it called? I just ate an edible, so my brain's not really working very well. But um, oh, no. I that. I had some trouble in the like the revolving door of of uh, jobs that I had in my twenties in restaurants, and I think it's because I'm like I, I just don't care where I am. I'm just myself, and I think I was even more like loudly myself in my twenties. Um, and it's funny if I could go back now, I'd be like, "Hey, just shut the fuck up for like a week, because it's gonna take you like three months to win these people back." You know what I mean? Right. Like, because you just came in so hot, they're going to, you're now on like in on probation for fucking three months. And if I had just right. shut up for a week, like Steve, where the fuck were you, Steve, when I was in my twenties? Totally. I, I should have been there. You should have fucking been there, man. To moderate your behavior. Yes. <laughs> Everything you, you just said about that, Laurent, I wish I could apply to most things that I said in my twenties, not, not yeah. even just at in the, in the workplace, totally most places. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also just real quick, I already, Steve, I already like you just like Mike liked you quick right off the bat because first two big flexes for, for, uh, for Steve coming in a comes in, he's got a Yahoo email. I mean, that's about as as big a flex as possible. That's like, I don't give a fuck what you have to do, what you think about me. (laughs) And then, and then B right before the meeting, we're like, Hey dude, you want to, you want to take that towel down or keep it up? He's like, keep the fucking towel up. So keep the towel. Welcome back to uh, Keep the Towel Up, and um, it's nice to meet you, Steve. Uh, If we're we're good, let's hit the ground running. Do you you have a a story for us? I got a story. Um, So, you know, I've worked in a a million restaurants, I guess, quite a few. Um, But I'm going to go all the way back to my first one. Uh, Through my teen years, I worked as a a busboy in an Italian restaurant, uh, which is very nice. You know, you got pocket money. Like, it's good. Um, Where where was this restaurant? Uh, it's in uh, it's it's on uh, West Fourth Street and Avenue O in Brooklyn. It's kind of like on the border between like Flatbush and Bensonhurst kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's not Italian restaurant, and they hire they you know at least at the time they hired uh, like teenage boys from the neighborhood to do uh, to be busboys. Um, I guess they're called busters now. We were called busboys back then. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that was that that was fun. You know, we'd uh, we certainly had a lot of opportunities to goof off a lot. The guys who owned the restaurant, it was three brothers. Uh, it was Anthony, Peter, and Charlie. And uh, they were, they had, you know, like, you know, I guess they had money because they, they ran a fairly successful restaurant. But, like, they had a very blue-collar, like, New York Italian air about them. Um, two of the brothers were uh, servers, so they were on the floor. Uh, another owner was uh, head chef uh, in the back uh, cooking. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, you know, we uh, were lucky enough to have the, have the opportunity to go behind the bar every once in a while, make drinks for customers. Uh, by <laughs> the way, if you ordered a glass of Coke at La Plina in like 2002, we poured it in a wine glass for whatever reason. So you got your you got your Coke <laughs> in a wine glass. Uh, I, I love this place. Stem, with the stem and everything. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going back there, we're pouring the Coke and everything from the gun. Every once in a while, you know, you make yourself a little uh, disgusting uh, vodka and coke, you know. So we're we're doing that here and there, getting a little a little tipsy, um, trying not to overdo it, but here and there we'd maybe overdo it a little bit. So <laughs> La Polina, <clears throat> they have. No wait, sorry, really quick. You are how old are you? Sorry, Steve. Sorry to interrupt. How yeah. how old are you actually? Uh, this is my my teen years. I worked there from the age of fifteen to eighteen. Okay, perfect. Yeah, high school high school years. Right. Um, so I don't know, maybe like 16, 17 at the time. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So La Polina has karaoke night. The, I think it's the fourth Thursday of every month. <laughs> uh, though it says once a, once a month they have karaoke night. Karaoke night is very lively. 
Uh, the customers love it. So the, the place is very busy. Uh, by the way, the clientele is generally like an older clientele. It's uh, older people. Uh, La Plina has been around since like the 30s, something like that. It's a lot of older people. Um, so karaoke night. Uh, they usually have like four busters on a karaoke night. It's busy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm getting started. I'm going behind the bar and I'm like making myself little, little drinks here and there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, all, you know, all the, all the bus boys are doing it. By the way, the, these these guys, these owners, they're really cool about things, you know, like they're they're quirky in their own way or whatever. They're, you know, they they would actually smack us in the back of the head, like to like do shit. Like they would smack us like hard. One, one guy would smack us really hard in the back of the head. Peter. Wow. Um, he's like, go on that table. Um, <laughs> so, so the, so the drinks are flowing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not so bad right now, but uh, the valet comes up to me for whatever reason. He has to, I guess, leave early. He's like, by the way, Steve, uh, I got to leave uh, a little bit early. Um, I told uh, the people that I'm doing this, here's uh, a, a few sets of keys to people's cars and they're going to come up to you and uh, accept the keys from you, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Put the keys in my pocket. Uh, I'm getting a couple more drinks in throughout the night. Um, nothing too embarrassing yet. But but a little later on, um, I do uh, come up to uh, Peter. That's the, that's the next flapping guy. Uh, he's talking to a couple of his friends who, who come into the restaurant for the karaoke uh, festivities. And uh, he, I don't know, he does something to me that's like like semi-aggressive. Like he grabs me in the back of the neck. He's like, look at this kid right here, blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember. To be honest, I didn't even remember it that well. And uh, I did something- Because you, like, you were fucked up? I, I, I was fucked up, yeah, at okay. this point. And, and so like, I apparently like like punched him in the arm like a couple of times, like I would do when nobody else is really there. Like, and it, it's kind of like embarrassed him or something uh, like that. And I was like, at this point, evidently um, drunk to the point where it's not like cute anymore. And uh, the other brother, Anthony, comes up to me. It's like, you know, Steve, I'm going to I'm going to drive you home. You look tired. I remember that. I remember him saying that. <laughs> and he drove me home. Like, these guys were like really cool about shit. They didn't, I don't know. They just, you know, they're pretty lenient, I think. I think that was pretty, pretty lean. They didn't fire me or anything like that. So I get home. That's remarkable. And, yeah so i get home you get, and you like, get the smack in the back of the head but they won't fire you oh he probably he probably uh he probably punched me in the face i wouldn't even remember i don't know what he did um but so i get driven home and uh, i'm this close to like just like going like this and collapsing onto my bed but at the, like the last second i put my hands oh. in my pockets and i pull out bmw cadillac mercedes <laughs> like five sets of keys and i'm like i call the I, I somehow was able to get it together to call the place back and i was like i got all these keys guys and somebody drove uh, over to my house it's like a, it's like it was like a 50, 20 minute drive from my house to, to that place they drove over to my house and uh, I, I passed uh, along the keys and uh, and that's it <laughs> The and next that, day, I was more um, sick and hungover than I'd ever been in my life. I had that thing where if you think about vodka, you immediately throw up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like that for like the whole day. Yeah, and there you go. That's that's the story, guys. I go. love it. I love it. Well, this also was the beginning of your "Gone in sixty seconds" car thieving career, right? This was the pretty much. This is, yeah, that's more or less how it started, right? Yeah, I, I got the first step down beautifully. Yeah. If I just give them back the keys afterwards, I'm in the clear. Sure. <laughs> where are the where are the where's the cars? I don't fuck. I gave you the keys back. The the yeah, drunkenness the drunkenness was a ruse, wasn't it? Yeah. That was all. That was all the. Uh... It was all planned from the beginning. Yeah. Since childhood. <laughs> I love um, it. I I also just love like the idea of a of a place like hiring teenage boys for for work and then just slapping him on the back of the head the whole fucking time it sounds like the catholic church it was, it was a different time as they say a different yeah, time yeah well yeah that could have gone another what was that 2002 there, so. you said right yeah, yeah i was gonna say that's that's the last that's the edge of the old school new york like late yeah. 90s early 2000s right yeah yeah, yeah, I, I just caught a little bit of it. Let's ju <laughs> let's jump into uh, topic roulette, Mike. You want to start us off? Sure. Do you, do, are we doing topic roulette? Or you want to do? Uh, hot oh topic shit! First? Jeez, thank you so much for reminding me. We're still he getting forgets about me. Every didn't, didn't even mention it, but we're doing Mike's hot topic. So Mike comes prepared with a new some some new information to bestow upon us about the the service industry world. So it's all the floor is yours. All right. All right, this is where this is where you start fading in the music, Laurent. Okay. 
Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome everyone to Mike's Hot Topic. Take, uh, what was it? Taking you just a little deeper into the pink underbelly of the service industry. Oh. Um, I'm calling today. Yeah, deeper into the pink, bro. Come on, you know what I'm doing here. The uh, I'm calling today's segment "Watching Things Eat." There's a reason I'm calling today's segment "Watching Things Eat." Hopefully, I can I can pull this audio clip and and it's gonna play right now. Pause. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's it's from The Departed. You guys may or may not remember this. It was a very small part in The Departed, but I remember as a person who works in the service industry, I remember it really. Uh, 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 I remember it so clearly. I actually, it's the thing I remember the most about The Departed, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, 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 Jack Nicholson and um, Leo are sitting at a table in one of Jack Nicholson's restaurants. I can't remember exactly what the conversation is about, but they're talking about. Um, he's talking about the restaurants that he owns and they're having this back and forth and uh jack nicholson stops at one point and he says how i like about restaurants the fucking food i don't know what you learn a lot watching things eat and i remember being like whoa like that's a real there's a real moment there you know and i think really what i equated to mostly is is the the concept of a person on the other side of the of the spectrum from you, the server, right? And this person is, uh, if we're a bartender, they're they're drunk or they're getting drunk or they're trying to get laid, whatever it is, right? But we're just at work. If it's a if it's a customer at a table, we're just the server bringing them shit. But they're that's a hungry person, right? So point being is, I wanted to get deeper into the psychology of hunger and angriness. As we all like to, as we all like to call it now, it's a new buzzword. I think maybe started in like the the, the uh, two thousand, maybe two thousand fifteen or fourteen. But um, yeah, so I pulled most of these, uh, most of this info from an article from two thousand eighteen in NBC News uh, called "The Science Behind Hangry." Um, so there was a uh, there's a research team uh, in two thousand eighteen at the University of North Carolina, uh, headed by Dr. Kristen Lindquist. Um, they did a bunch of studies and the obvious, you know, they did a bunch of, you know, kind of uh, controlled studies where they had people come in and uh, people who hadn't eaten in a while, they'd have them like try to do things on a computer and then the computer, like they had it purposefully malfunction and see how the people, how the people react to it, you know, that, that kind of shit, right? Obviously in the end, the hungry people were more likely to be irritable, right? That's no big fucking, that's no big uh, uh, new news. Point being though, is that they did a whole bunch of new uh, uh, brain scans on these people while they were in the middle of these tests, like different things that they hadn't done up until this point in terms of studying hunger. Um, and what they came up with was that um, essentially, uh, well, let me put it this way. Hunger, this is something they knew beforehand, is essentially an interference interference with the homeostasis or the equilibrium of your body. It's, it's uh, uh, the hunger is a feeling that comes from your brain, obviously, right? It's a shift in hormones, brain processes, and also the peripheral nervous system so literally as you get hungrier your body doesn't function as well mm -hmm. as it should right um and uh this one i thought was kind of interesting when you start to get hungry it's the similar part of your brain the limbic system that is the centers for anger fear and sadness those places start firing off right um it's obviously your body is having a ne negative reaction to the to the feeling of hunger um to the shifting in homeostasis i should say um and then your brain starts dumping out things like uh, uh, cortisol, which is part of like the fight or flight responses. Really interesting. Um, mm. yeah. So really what it boils down to is, uh, glucose levels, right? Uh, blood, you know, other way to say that blood sugar, right? We all know that you, you, know, mm -hmm. you say your blood sugar is low, right? If, if you're feeling hungry. Um, and what it turns out is that your brain functions in general get slowed down with a lack of glucose. So like right off the bat, you're getting hungry. Your brain is literally just shutting the fuck down. Um, so yeah, I said before the limbic system um, is sort of what's being affected the most by hunger. And essentially your limbic system is is what we call sometimes the reptile brain. Um, just like your basic, basic instincts, you know, like you need to fuck, you need to eat, like that kind of stuff, right? Um, now the thing with the, the uh, 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 generally works in harmony. Oh, right. So your limbic system, right, generally works in harmony with your higher brain functions, your limbic system being lower but essential brain functions, right? Um, but when you're hungry, the high brain functions get sometimes uh, get, get limited. 
higher brain functions being like your personality and things like that, dealing with other people. So when you're, when they're not functioning as well, that's when you start, uh, you start to become shitty because your higher brain is not regulating your primitive brain and you just mm. become a fucking piece of shit. Um, and really the, the end of this article, the, the quote was your brain is just as hungry as your body. You know, I thought that was interesting. And, and it begs the question, do we have to give shitty customers maybe a little bit extra leeway? You know, is this person just going through a brain dysfunction in the moment? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell no. No, no break. No break whatsoever. <laughs> you heard that's it the, here first. That's the answer I was hoping for. You heard it here first. The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's fascinating that's a, though. Yeah, your your brain is, is is crying out. Your brain is starving. So and and your brain is the the organ that controls your behavior. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna blame yeah, I thought so it, I much thought that shit that I do on that. Dude, your from, limbic system. From man. now on, if I fuck anything up, I'm just gonna be like, I haven't. Have you listened to the podcast? Do you know? Have you heard listen to Mike's <laughs> hot topic? Like, my brain is a is a reptile right now. I just want to fuck you and fight you right now. Yeah. That's why I did what I did. <laughs> I'm sorry I ruined your birthday, but I have an article to refer you to. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know what we should do, man? Let's just as as a test. Next episode, you and I will will not eat. The whole day until we record. And we'll just like, you know, as a control, let's see if Mike's hot topic is actually worth a damn. And if this information is real or not, I like it. Be the worst fucking podcast of all time. We're we're both like, we're both like nodding off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And angry at the same time. What's your fucking topic, man? Huh? Dude, I'll tell you what, I want to start call. I want to start calling like hangry customers limbics. Let's call them limb. Dude, Lindex, dude. Limbics, limbixic, limbixkit. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll workshop it. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, <clears throat> all right. So now that we got Mike's hot topic, and thank you, Mike, for doing for for bringing that. And I, I promise, at gotcha. some point, I will remember that that's how we're doing things from now on. Also, you know, um, somebody. Oh, Donna mentioned it on the episode uh, that she likes. She misses the way that like in the intro we do the name thing i think at some point we should do that we're like when i'm fucking your last name up you sort of have to riff with that but today's not the day because mikey filipino you yeah. don't want it you don't need <laughs> that to riff tough, with that. Man. let's not get you canceled on your third episode um anyway so we're gonna do uh, a hot topic now uh for or hot topic jesus christ uh topic roulette for, for those of you who don't know what Topic Roulette is, uh, we've come with a topic that our guest doesn't know about. Our guest has come with a topic that we don't know about, and uh, we'll discuss each for about eight to ten minutes. Um, so, Mikey Filipino, what's your, what do you got today? All right. Um, this one uh, comes from a very personal uh, experience of mine that I, I just, let me just put it this way. This is a fun one. This isn't a heavy topic at all. I'll just get right to it. Falling on the job. Literally, physically falling. <laughs> physically falling on the job. Okay. Um, and I thought about it. Should I go first? Or, Hell yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I uh, so, so I was working at the cellar. Steve, this might have been before you were there. I think this is when I was working full time. But uh-huh. I was probably in my in my early 20s. <laughs> I was working uh, not in the cellar, but up at the bar in the Olive Tree Cafe, which is like a customer bar. And at that time, it was a it was a, a twice the size that it is now. I don't know, Laurent, when was the last time you went to the cellar? But the olive tree bar used to literally be twice the length. Um, so, and, and another feature of that bar, which was really cool, because it was a restaurant, we had dishwashers in the back, so we didn't have to wash our own glasses. We would get trays of glasses, but they would come through this window, right? But Steve, yeah, by the time you were there, oh, did you see the window? Oh yeah, I remember when the bar was in L shape. Uh, you do remember too, right? that, okay, okay. Yeah. You were there earlier than I thought. Right, right, right. So, so there was this window that the dishwasher was right across from the, you know, because the kitchen was on the other side of, from the bar. Uh, the kitchen had a little window that came to the bar, and they would put these trays of glasses onto this, you know, onto these three different shelves, and we would just come and pick those up at our, you know, at our leisure or whenever we could sort of get there. Um, so uh, I had been working, and I. I'd, Kind of been, I've been pouring some uh, some Jack and Cokes under the bar. Um, I'd had a few. Honestly, in the end, I still stand by it. This is not why this this happened. It wasn't the drinking, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy was it sitting. It was the hunger. <laughs> it's the hunger. You hadn't eaten this, in a while. Dude, my glucose levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this 
guy this guy was at the bar um and he was a bassist he had a he had a bass and a gig bag gig bag on his back i'm a bassist as well we've been talking about bass the whole night so he says to me he goes hey brother i'm gonna go outside and smoke a butt can you watch my bass for me and i said hey man i don't want don't leave it on that side of the bar just give it to me i'll keep it on this side of the bar you know what i mean i can't can't just leave a bassist in the, in the lurch you know i got you man and i put his gig bag behind the bar i don't know if you know gig bags are, are jet black you know what i mean you can't see them if they're in a dark corner if you've been in the Olive Tree Cafe, it's a very, very dark bar. And I had it all the way in the corner, which is probably the darkest part of the bar. And I was, uh, I found a quick moment where I was, where I was uh, uh, free. So I started getting some trays of glasses and I got the first one down. I went back for the second one. And I think I was yapping with, with a server and I turned the corner right where the base was and my foot hooked in the strap <clears throat> in one of the backpack straps of the gig bag. And bro, I fucking launched this tray of glasses like <laughs> down the entire length of the bar. I'm talking like there was literally glass from one corner of the bar all the way to the service station, Steve. Like it was yeah. fucking everywhere. The whole oh, restaurant, dude. dude, the whole restaurant stopped. All the <laughs> serve, dude. I fucking I face planted because when I started to trip, I just threw I threw the tray because I knew it was yeah. happening. It was too late. So I was like, right, throw the tray, don't land on glass. You know what I mean? Like I had that yeah. thought in my head and I just fucking launched it. Um, so I was fine. Uh, but yeah, lost lost probably 25 or, or 35 glasses. Damn, um, that's gotta be loud. Yeah, and I and I thought about asking Ava if she could pull up the tape because I wanted to see it. But I had been I had been drinking, so I, I didn't do it. So I didn't do it. So nice. that's uh so now it lives forever just on this podcast. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Steve, you got something? Uh yeah, I bu busted my ass at work many a time. Um <laughs> I uh used to work in this 24 hour diner. That was my first real real serving job. And um Let's see. Yeah, they had they had very slippery tile floors, and I didn't have non-slip <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and uh, there there was one time where I just like I just like fell in a way that looked so pathetic, because okay, so we have <laughs> just like just like any other diner, you have a a bar where people. It's not like a bar bar, but it's like you know sure. it has counter like, counter a ca counter. Yes, it was yeah. a counter. Yeah. So yeah, you had a waiter working counter. I was not working counter, but I was walking alongside the counter. And um, I slipped and I fell and I grabbed onto two of the chairs at the counter. <laughs> oh man. So I didn't, to I didn't totally hit the floor, but like, like I was like, like my legs were spread out and behind me. So <laughs> I tried to like pick myself up, but the floor was like so slippery. So I like got myself up like 90% and then I, I slipped again like that. And it looked really bad. So like oh, I got up and then I just I just fell again and uh, I turned and somebody looked at me and they just kind of like <laughs> shook their head. They're like, uh, "Sorry about that, buddy." So it's all you deserved. <laughs> yeah, that was real bad. That was real bad. Were there, were there people on the chairs? No, no, no. No, no <sighs> the counter was the counter was empty. That would have made that a better story. <laughs> and then the people fell off and then they fell. They, they <laughs> to get up in the same way that I fell. That'd be great. No, I just I just fell and it was really embarrassing. Hell yeah. Um <laughs> it was just awful. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were that's what I was looking for at this topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I uh there's a couple stories that come to mind, but quickly I'll tell you two. One of them is that um <clears throat> one time uh, when I was working, there was I was fresh out of a uh, out of a breakup and uh, not doing particularly. I was I was drinking harder than usual and a little more lonely than usual. And um, this like very this gorgeous customer came in and was flirting all night. It literally looked like Angelina Jolie. And I don't usually um, like even if I'm interested, I don't show it. But I mm. couldn't help myself. I think partially because <laughs> of where my brain was at, and also she was she was beautiful. Um, and I and so she's waiting around for me to like get off work, but she's kind of like you know getting a little fidgety or whatever. So I'm trying to rush to get my side work done. If anybody has ever 
bartended and closed the bar and and had somebody especially a new person that you know you're interested in waiting around for you you understand like the fucking shot clock that's going off in your head because it's like it's already 4 30 in the morning and you're like i gotta get like i gotta do like an hour's worth of work in about 15 minutes you know what i mean uh if this is gonna play out the way that i want it to so you know she's she's i'm watching her get less and less interested and i'm i'm like real i'm fully aware of the fact that i'm like making an idiot of myself and like clearly like doing whatever i can like like a fucking wacky wavy just to, i'm like yeah 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 no no you stay you know like like i've 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 let all the walls come down i'm completely vulnerable in how much i like clearly want to like hang out with this woman and i run to go downstairs to stock the beers and i run up the stairs and i slip on a step <laughs> And I fall down and a full 30 rack of beers just shatters all over me. And like there's beer everywhere and glass everywhere. And there's just no way now I, I can't I can't just leave that. That's not that's not acceptable <laughs> behavior. So I, I had to go clean it up. And by the time I got up there, she was like walking to a bodega to get a sandwich or something. <laughs> so I, I lost I lost her out of uh, what's the word? I don't know. Des- desperation. Yeah. Uh, and then. There was another time, uh, uh, shout out Chris Herkey, who's, uh, whose ex was on the show, Stephanie. He was uh, busboying one night, and at, at our bar, the they have the bar mats down, but underneath the bar mats are is like is tile. And over the course of a night, just spillage everywhere. It's 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 slippery, like it's as slippery as a surface as you can possibly expect. If you're walking, once they pull the mats, you take the tiniest little steps the whole time. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, 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 you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you look like you have to shit your pants, right? There you go. Um, <laughs> and and Chris comes up. We're almost done with the end of the night. It was a long night, and he uh, fi- we're finally you know getting to the end. He's he's doing his last bits of work, and he walks up with whatever the I think he had maybe same thing case of beer or something. Takes one step, foot flies out. He f- literally like a fucking cartoon. Legs up in the <laughs> air, and then. To try to brace himself, he find he grabs unintentionally the bar mat that has all of the glasses that were just cleaned, oh. <laughs> and he pulls it down, and it was just like like Django, like a domino effect of the entire bar just shattering. Like it took like five ten seconds for like the entire the dominoes to all fall. And by the wow. end of it, every glass that we had was just shattered on the floor. <laughs> Terrible. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, really. Those are, see, these are the stories I was looking for, man. There you go. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, Laurent, the uh, yeah, have you ever done that with closing work where you like leave a twenty dollar tip or something for the whoever's opening the next day and be like, "Yo, I had something to do, like finish my closing work." Yeah. Have you ever done that? I I, ha- I have done that, but well, no, actually, you know what? I haven't, and, and the reason I haven't is because the place that I work at, you can't. It, mm. I, only the bartenders have the keys it, and if you're if, if it's the end of the night it's me i've probably let my bar back go at that point but if i haven't it's me and the bar back who doesn't have keys and it, we could both get fired if i were to leave them there so there's there's nobody to outsource the work to sure sure yeah 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 at the cellar um god i, I you know it was the similar scenario i was working up in the olive tree on like a friday night and there was same exact thing, Laurent, like a gorgeous girl who lived on the block. She lived literally on McDougal Street. <laughs> but she was she was like, I'm t- I'm tired. I think it was actually a Monday or Tuesday. It was like a two thirty kind of thing. It wasn't like four in the morning, whatever it was. She was like, I'm tired. I'm going home. And dude, I paid. Uh, I think it was Dauda. Uh-huh. I, paid, I paid Dauda. Skinny Dauda or skinny Dauda? Big Dauda. Okay, big, big, big yeah, big Dauda. I pay I paid Dauda 40 bucks. And I said, I was I said, Dauda. I was like, you saw her, right? And he goes, Yes, Mike. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like 50 bucks. I was like 40 bucks. And he was like, he's like, okay. Nice. <laughs> he knew he knew he knew what was up, man. He knew what was up. 40 bucks. He cleaned the bar for me. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I mean, shit, that bumps up his hourly, you know, like a considerable percentage. You know what I mean? That go. that probably took oh, no him. Doubt. It probably Oh, it probably dude. didn't even take him that, that long. That girl yeah. was probably a fucking plant by Dowda because he knows he's gonna make so much more money if you're chasing a hot girl out of the bar. Dude, I fucking knew it, man. He was he That's always a smooth had fucking a, operation. He always had a look in his eye, man. Always had a look in his eye. <laughs> you should have did that more often. 
Yeah. Dude, one time uh, I I'll keep this concise, but one time I, I was and it was like my first month working at this place. Same situation. Attractive woman. I'm chasing her out. I've got so much work <clears throat> left to be done because it was a new place. So I didn't know, you know, the, the ins and outs of it yet. But there was nobody in the bar. And I, I literally lived on the same block. So I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lock up, go, go take care of business and come back. <laughs> And I come back and, you know, that would have been fine, except yeah. that I came back and this old bartender who didn't work there anymore, but somehow still had keys was in the fucking bar and he was wasted. And it's like, it's like, well, welcome to your bit, man. I thought this place got robbed. I called both of the owners. I was like, what? No, like, you can't just leave this place. Fucking. Open. I was like, I locked the door. He's like, yeah, but there's you didn't clean up yet. I'm like, why are you in the bar? Why do you still have keys? He called these guys <laughs> at two in the morning, left Fuck. voicemails on both their fucking phones, ratting me out. Ugh. So it was the worst. Oh, no. I Dude, did not have it. success with chasing women out of the bar. Dude, getting ratted out by an ex-employee. <laughs> Yeah, who fucking let himself into the bar at four in the morning? That's Tur turns out that he. he, he I mean. Knew it at that point, but had got more proof that he was a, just a full-on nut job. He he came up, he would come over all the time because I guess he worked nearby, and he just every time was a problem with him. But it was shitty because it was, I was so early on, you right. know, and uh, it just like made me look like an asshole. Like if there's nobody in the bar, just keep fucking walking to the next bar. You're gonna let yourself in and then call the owners. Is that what you think a fun night is? Like how are you having fun in this situation? He felt the managerial call. That was it. Wow. That totally fucked up the character of him. You yeah, know, that'd be it, cool if you if he was just a crazy guy who accidentally still had the keys and like yeah, showed yeah, up exactly. and like you know fucked around or whatever. Yeah, or how about this? I come back and the bar's clean. Right. If clean I come bar? back and the bar is clean and he's like, Hey man, I don't know where you went, but I took care of business, I'd be like, You're drinking for free every yeah. fucking night that you come in here. But yeah, instead, I, I didn't even look him in the eyes and I double charged him every time. So go fuck yourself, whatever your name is. I think it's that. <laughs> um, done. All right, moving right along, we're going to get into uh, the next topic. Steve Young, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, is going to give us the, uh, the topic. Super Bowl 96. There we go. <laughs> uh, topic, yes. Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever worked in, like, corporate restaurants. I've worked in, in one that I know for sure is just, like, a bona fide certified corporate-ass restaurant. Um I worked in Bubba Gump for like like three years in my early twenties. Um, so the topic is basically like like a relaxed mom and pop, uh, family run restaurants versus working in corporate restaurants, which are it's just like it's just a different experience. It's like you can divide restaurants into those two categories, and quite often these corporate restaurants they're 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 cult like in their management. Like they do weird things like they have like a 10 minute meeting before the shift, which isn't all that weird, but they they, they um, have like weird chants and they it's like very like, there's always a subtext to <laughs> everything that they say to you. Like they're yeah. supposed to say something nice, but it's not really nice. Yeah. And uh, Bubba Gump has 10, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's essentially 10 commandments. I mean, this is like fucking Scientology, you know? And it's, it's, it, I swear, it's it's an odd experience. Like you really feel that it's odd. So, um, you know, I, in contrast to working in the comedy cellar Olive Tree Cafe, like, like in the Olive Tree, there's a table in the middle of the restaurant where all the servers are sitting at, yelling at each other, laughing, eating sushi that they got from across the street, drinking coffee. <laughs> like it's so freaking relaxed. And the owner, I think, wants to cultivate like a cool image for the place. He wants to be to be chill, relaxed, all that stuff. But like there's just such a a difference in experience. You know, you can't even sit down at when you work at Bubblegum. It's nuts. You have to keep uh be continuously flowing throughout the entire oh. restaurant, going into the kitchen, going out of the kitchen, taking things to tables and stuff. You know, if you like um, uh, kind of huddling around the freaking soda machine or whatever, you have a manager come up to you and say, he all flow for me, he all flow. Like it's- it's. Do they it's say that? Yeah, this, this one particular manager said exactly like that. Uh, what was his name? It kind of doesn't matter anymore. His name was uh, Russell. Don't believe, don't believe it out. Don't believe it out, Russell. Russell, he'd come right up you, to you. Can y'all flow for me? Can y'all flow? Oh, God, shut could up. You, could you, um, 
Steve, do you remember any of the chants? That was um, the most interesting thing you said it to me in there. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> that was a chant? Yes. Yeah. That was well, my chant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I think I think when we talked about some topic, maybe it was drinks, we would go shot, 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 like that. Oh, so bad. Wow. I think somebody stole that from you guys at some point. Yeah, yeah. I think it made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and and if it was a birthday, I never I never did it. I think I did it like once or twice when I first started. And then I just started giving a dollar to another server. Can you please do this for me? But well, we gotta sing happy birthday for a table when they say it's their birthday, but it's not the traditional happy birthday. It's oh, a wow. a non-happy birthday bubba gump birthday song. And there's like several to choose from. I'm not gonna sing any of them right now. Please don't. Uh shrimp but, sandwich. Uh, I, I, you know, shrimp this is, soup. This is, something like that, yeah. Shrimp scampi. <laughs> This place was in, yeah, we had a, a lift all the ways to prepare shrimp, sure. Um, but this was Times Square, so you had a lot of theater people working in the restaurant, a lot of, a lot of uh, theater types. So they, people were willing to do it for me. I'd give them a buck uh, each time. So I was losing like 2 to $3 a day, something like that. But uh, I, I did not want to say they're go. They're, they're calling home. They're like, I'm, I'm a paid actor now. <laughs> Maybe yes. it's three bucks to sing fucking shrimp sandwich. You have to report this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, really, and it's just really overall an odd experience. Um, working you know, in corporate, working in working in in, yeah. in corporate restaurants. The, the exactly. managers, you know, feel this license to to act in a way that's uh, just constantly subtly accusatory. It's, it's like, the worst, man. It, it's, it's the yeah, fucking it's not worst. Good. Mike, have it's you ever worked good. in a place like that? No, no. But I was just thinking about that. Like, like they have like corporate incentive to be micromanagers. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, like. I, I think that I think that managers in general, I and and there, there's only been a handful. The only in dive bars have I seen this not be the case. At a restaurant with table service, etc. It's 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 certainly a step up when it comes to corporate, but almost anywhere, managers by definition or or fundamental like they have to micromanage because sure. they're they're basically arbitrary, right? What are you actually affecting in when you're standing on a floor with a bunch of adults who know what they're doing in their job and the job's not that difficult to begin with? Like, so, right. it, you know, you can help what bust the tables and you can help run the food. That's great. But anything else that you're doing is just kind of peering over people's shoulders and looking for a fucking reason to to tell you that you're doing something wrong. And they're getting fucking the, the owners are breathing down their neck the whole time. It's just this weird management in, in any capacity in restaurants. Rolls I, downhill. Yeah, exactly. But and it's just it it it's almost forced micromanagement. And 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 it makes you fucking hate them and hate right. the place and not mm -hmm. want to to do what they say, like at, at all. At least that's how I respond. It's just sure. like get the fuck out of here. But yeah, yeah. I, I know I know what you're talking about, Steve, with um, as far as like the, the way that things are said, can mm -hmm. we flow? Can we, and, and, as, <laughs> and it, it, especially that, that would piss me off so fucking much is like, you're, you're in the fucking wait station with a couple of your friends. You have 30 seconds of downtime. Wouldn't it be nice in that 30 seconds of downtime to just go, Hey, slap you in the nuts, whatever. Ha ha ha. How was your weekend before you have to go back out on the floor but no, we can't do that because fucking, you know, Pierre has to come over and, and tell us to flow because Pierre's being paid for literally nothing except for to make our lives a little bit more difficult. I, that shit pisses no. me off so much, man. There's, there's one thing I, I agree with everything you said, Laurent, but there's one thing I can say about like the, the necessary micromanagement of a manager, right? I feel like there's, I'm not going to say the everything that they might micromanage, but I'm going to say at least... 50%. And, and guys, let me know if you disagree, but I feel like half half of the time, half of the time that they come with one of those micro managerial bullshit things to tell you, yeah. they could do it themselves. 100%. They could oh, do it themselves. And that's that's the difference. When when there's a manager who's like, "Oh, there's this fucking tray of glasses that's backed up over here that needs to go to the bar." Uh instead of going like, "Hey Mike, the kitchen needs you. 
And that time that you told me, hey, you need to come get this tray of glasses, you could have grabbed it and thrown it up on the bar for me. You know what I mean? And that's always been that's always been my issue with with things like that. Like those those little tiny fucking things, like pick it up, do it yourself, man. That's the oh, yeah. that's what we're all here for. You know what I mean? And and I agree with much of what Laurent said too. Um the, the one thing that I'll say is that there's a gargantuan difference between a good manager and a shitty overly micromanaging manager like you really sure. feel the difference you really feel that difference. <clears throat> i appreciate good managers who know when to make the call to like crack some like figurative whip or whatever and it doesn't happen too much versus a manager that's like hanging over your shoulder micromanaging because it often gets in the way of productivity it doesn't enhance productivity but um i do agree that um ownership is micromanaging them just as much as they're micromanaging you and, sure, and they yeah. have they have their obnoxious uh, pressures on them yeah. and uh, it's you know it certainly happens more in the corporate restaurants than the the relaxed uh, family family restaurants i i, I think that part of the reason why the only good management on-site management that i've seen because also i've worked at places where there are no managers and everything fucking happens fine as a matter of fact yeah and I can only speak for myself because listen, just the same way that people are different in terms of being how they learn, how they respond to coaching, et cetera. People respond to management differently too. I, I take more responsibility when nobody's around. You know what mm. I mean? Like I'm that much more on top of my shit. That's because, so true. Because because I I know that it, I the buck stops with me and I want to keep my job, et cetera. So like, Truly, I I think it's fucking arbitrary, man. I, I mean, I'm sure that there are examples where it's not, but that's how I've always felt. But sure, the couple times that I've had on-site managers that have worked, it's always been at dive bars, which maybe it's the culture, but also they're working. It's mm. not a place where you don't have a manager who's standing over your over your shoulder. My manager's bartending with me. And if need be, and something mm. comes up that is a managerial issue, which doesn't even happen every shift, you know what I mean? Uh, they they'll step out and handle it. But I think that that's sort of the perfect balance is for the most part, they're doing the work. They're, they're, they're not, if you're just standing around and, and looking for problems, that's mm -hmm. not good for anybody. But mm -hmm. if you're busy and you're doing your work and also probably making more money because you're bartending. So you actually get to make some fucking money. Uh, and then you have to kind of judge, okay, this is something, this is worth manager or whatever and then those are the people steve exactly to your point and i've said this on this podcast many times where uh the good management comes out which is if and when you have a coworker or an employee or and, and if and when i've been the person who needs a, a quick like hey man you're fucking up do this it's it's concise it's to the point it's direct and and that's it right and then we go back to being peers or whatever there's not this constant hierarchy and like snarky bullshit. It's just like, hey, Steve, you, you, uh, you, you got to clean the glasses, man. You're, you're, mm -hmm. You got too many glasses. Clean the glasses. And we're good. And you go and you clean the glasses. And, and that's that's literally all you fucking need. But it just it, those those positions are bloated with uh, inefficiency. Hmm. That's a that's a good way. That's a good word for it. It's it's sometimes like a bloated position, but yeah, um, it's a it's a needed uh, position. It's a matter of balance. It's a yeah. matter of balance. So so yeah. when it's balanced right, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and and by the way, if we have any managers out there listening to this podcast, sorry, <laughs> dude, just do your work. Tweet us. Can we get some flow, please? Yeah, yeah it, to, to all you managers out there, can we get just a little bit more flow? We need you to flow. All right, thank you. Come with us. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna dock you uh, a star today. You only get four stars. Um <laughs> all right. Uh so moving right along, we're gonna get into what's been this sort of like uh half half baked food. It's it's not entirely ready yet as far as a segment, but basically we're I wanna get into life outside the service industry, um, just so that we can kind of like get a little bit of something new and fresh and and whatever so i don't know if anybody's got anything going on what about you steve what's going on man um take well, that fucking towel down steve no i'm just kidding yeah, you turn yeah, the lights off oh no it's 
It's just getting, oh, it gets getting darker, I guess. Hey. I might have to turn the lights on. Um, What's new? The towel's new. That's hey. like the big thing going on in my life right big now. Time. <laughs> yeah. This guy loves um, Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. Wild. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm invested. <laughs> Um, actually, um, you know, what's new work is new because I, I was like, I was sick for like six months. So I just started going back to Jesus. work and, uh, they put me through a training process, which was totally unnecessary. It was kind of obnoxious. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm like back on the floor now. I, I, I had it, thankfully it wasn't COVID cause that could have been rough if you had that for six months, but I had something that was also rough. I had like, um, a flare up of Crohn's disease, which is like an intestinal thing, lost some weight. So I, w- I was out for a while. I was kind of like laid out. Yeah. 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 And let me just, um, as some, as the person who knows Steve here, let me tell you, Steve right there, he, he looks like like the lean dream that I know. So right. I can't even imagine, Steve, Jesus Christ, you losing weight, especially how much, I know you told me how much you lost. God, man, that must have been fucking yeah, was, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I was mad skinny. I was, I'm like 170 now. I, I was, I was Great. down a bunch. I was down like Good, 120 man. or some shit like that. I was really skinny. Yeah, what are you like? Yeah. You're like six two, right? You're you're taller than me, I think. Yeah, like six one, six two, something right? like that. Right? Jesus, man, that's yeah, so brutal. Nuts. I hate to I hate to think of you like that. Well, well it's, it's interesting when yeah. when it happens to you, you're like in the middle of it, and like shit's happening around you. And even I look back on it, I was like, I'm like, how did I do that? But when mm. it was happening to me, you we just like mentally adapt to all kinds of situations. Yeah, yeah, right? like yeah, like you know when you think about like if you were to be sentenced to jail. We we would we would hate that. Like we can't we don't want to even think about being sentenced to jail for ten years. But mm. I have a feeling that people that are in the jail, they're not having a good time. But I think I think their minds like adapt to it where it 100%. becomes livable. hundred percent. Listen, man, I mean, <clears throat> you know, full circle, that that was exactly what I thought about COVID, right? Mm. When mm-hmm. again, I can only speak from my experience, New York City. A was the epicenter in the beginning, right? And B was is such a specific place where you see people every second of your life, not even just on the street. If I look out my window, I can see 17 people and they can see me and I'm naked, you know? But so like for that and every, there's places that are 24 hours and there's noises and your brain shuts off to it. But so that hard stop, and for, you know, people who both grew up in New York City, you just, it would never be imaginable. I remember a couple of days before it happened, they were like, hey, man, they're good. they might shut everything down. I'm like, there is no fucking way they're shutting everything down. That's not a thing. Yeah. You can't do that in New York. That's not real. And then they did. And, and it was so bizarre and terrifying. But we all adapted, to your point. Like, it, maybe not in the healthiest ways, but like... Sure. <laughs> I it's adapted. Never, it's we always all, all adapted to a uh, to a, one of the weirdest universal shifts, probably in in human history, where everybody on the planet was dealing with it at the same time, and it changed yeah. everything about your life <clears throat> overnight. We all we all just found a way to get through it. Now we're wearing mm-hmm. masks, and now we're stick, stick six feet apart, and we've everybody owns seventy five gallons of hand sanitizer and whatever. You know, and 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 you just keep living your fucking life. So it is. It's so crazy to see how people adapt. But I'm I'm really glad to hear that you're feeling better, man. That must have been a, a rough you, rough couple of months. Yeah, adaptation is never a perfect process, but it's like powerful. Yeah, it's like yeah. really powerful. Yeah. It is, and you it's probably you the limbic system. So, you know, limbic, <laughs> limbic system. Um, all right, we are going way, 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 way long, but I do have a question that I'd like to ask you guys before we finally end this uh, motherfucker and I get to edit edit it down to the gem that it will become. Um, <laughs> and the question for you, drumroll please, is uh, hypothetical. Uh, by the way, Steve, are you still working in the service industry? Oh, you, you, yeah. you are. You just came back and you- you well, I just came right, back, right. yeah. Got you, got you, yeah. got you. Okay, so- if you could work at a place, you have two options. One is super fucking busy. You're just working the whole time. And the other one is chill. Uh, but you're you're ch- you have to chat people up the whole time and have mm-hmm. those conversations. And you're making the same amount of money in both. Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer relax and you're not really moving a whole lot but your responsibility is to kind of chat chat the peeps or just fucking turn your brain off and just run around wow 
Um, I, I guess I'll go. Um, so yes. when we're talking about chatting people up, we're not talking about kicking back and relaxing with the coworkers. You, you were talking no, no, about no, no, no. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying, yeah, the work, the work is in the the conversations with customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really fucking tough because sometimes I just like those shifts where they go by, but like lightning yep. and mm -hmm. you're essentially, it's, it's so busy that you can only afford to be an order taker yeah. and you just have to be like, like efficient and, and dish shit out like that. I, I think that the, the majority of the time I prefer that yeah. I, I like those days that go by really fast yeah. and, uh, you know, your perception of time is like really sped up and then it's over. And you're like, wow, it's over. Like that was like nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I like talking to customers sometimes. I, I engage, I make a conversation, but half the time I'm trying to get out of it. Half the time, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 okay. And like, I'm trying to get away. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with Steve on this one, man. The uh, I I burned my. I think I've mentioned the 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 sake bar I worked at in the East Village, like like that. That place was literally like you're hosting people in your living room. It was this tiny little joint. Mm -hmm. And the three years, you know, three plus years I did there. I like I said everything I could possibly say. <laughs> I met every I met every type of girl I could meet. I I picked them up and in different ways. I met every customer. I they you know, whatever it was. And by the end of it, I was so I was so it was so much fun in the beginning and the exact opposite on the other end. Like I was so everything I loved about it, it in the beginning was what was killing me by the end, L physically and also emotionally. Like I was just tapped the fuck out. Yeah. Whereas when I started picking up shifts at the cellar again after that, I refused to work in the olive tree. I were I I could only work down in the cellar. I was like I I <laughs> no more people, no more fucking people. Yeah. I just want to yeah. make drinks like a machine and be done. Yeah, you know, no. Yeah, I I think that I mean obviously this this. <laughs> It, it's a little harder to answer in real time because you it depends on the place that you're at I, it depends if you're talking about waiting tables or bartending but from my perspective as a bartender i i do think it, exactly what you just said mike it's almost you you have a finite amount of words that you can say in yep. that in that capacity as as the even and i was talking to my uh, girlfriend natasha about this even when it's your friends who come and visit you even that gets old at some mm -hmm. point and mm -hmm. you love them when you're on your own and you have free time to go and do whatever you want. Like I want to go have lunch with you, but I don't want to fucking serve you drinks. It just feels different. So even like I cringe even when my friends come into the bar sometimes, you know, at this point. Yeah. So like my answer too is just like, keep it fast. I, the only shift that I have at this point that still keeps me in the service industry is uh a shift that's it's a saturday night it's busy balls busy from the second i step in to the end of the night and that is a pain in the ass in its own right but i prefer that to having to come up with something you know i just I, I, yeah. and 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 that's not the case for younger laurent younger laurent was all about hey how you guys where are you from or is this your first time in new york let me tell you about 85 fucking things that you, you want to be friends on instagram whatever <laughs> okay you know? um yeah i'll fuck your wife uh but uh <laughs> but now it, it just I, I i do think that comes with age and 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 just a, a finite amount of of energy that you have towards that so i think we're all on the same page yeah man yeah. clean sweet let's not talk to people <laughs> Dude, uh, and I was just, I thought about it too. What you said about the friends showing up—I think we've touched on this before, Laurent. But like, the friends who show up, especially when it's like thirty minutes to close, yeah, you know, like you th you think you're out of it, you know, all the regular, you know, a lot of the fucking hammered customers are either on their way out or they've been in and they they're chill, you know, and then all of a sudden, like nine of your friends show up, fucking losing their minds, yeah, yeah, oh my god, uh, you know, from whatever fucking place they just came from, and you're like, oh, I have to. I have to join you in that energy right now. Like, fuck, you know, you have a gear when you're working on a shift. Then when your friends come in, right. you have to switch a little bit. And that sure. takes up like Ram in your brain. Like, yeah, it makes sad. the fucking shit harder. Yeah, well, it does. Yeah. It does. Although again, that, that I think changed at least for me at some point, because there was a significant portion of time when 
like years where I was so excited when my friends came in. I was like, now <laughs> it's a motherfucking party. Let's go. You know, like that, that was a, a, a pretty significant, that was a couple of years. And then, mm-hmm. and then it turned into, oh shit. And now it's yeah. like, like, it's like, if I see my friend on the subway, I'm not, I'm going to the other car. I don't want to talk to you when I'm on the subway and I don't want to talk to you <laughs> when I'm bartending, you know? Um. All right. We did it guys. We made it. Hell yeah. Killed it. Um, we are. Steve, absolute pleasure to uh to to get to know you a little bit. And again, truly I'm I'm very happy to hear that you're that you're feeling better. Oh, thank you. We are going to uh and Mike, you can you can uh introduce the, the last segment. All right. Uh welcome everyone and welcome Steve to yes. Chris Morcella's Fast Ten. We're doing, the, we're doing the Fast 10 tonight, baby. We're doing the Fast 10 tonight, baby. All you fans out there, get wet. All right. Chris Marcel's Fast 10. Steve, you're going to get 10 rapid-fire questions. Don't take too much time. Yeah, man. Don't take too much time. I'm going to okay. rattle them off. You, you send them right back, all right? All right. All right. Number one, bubble tape or big league chew? Uh, big league chew. When a customer orders a diet Coke, but your bar gun only has diet Pepsi or generic, do you take the time to specify? I think more often than I don't, I do. I say, "Sorry, we only got Coke," and they say, "Fine." It's a <laughs> put, it, right. put it in a wine glass. Just give me a wine glass, sir. <laughs> Two lemons. Okay. Two lemons. Number three: plane, train, or automobile. <laughs> Plane. <laughs> Number four, if you got if you got intro mu- music to your shift like a professional wrestler, what song would you choose? Everybody dance now. <laughs> I think it's called <laughs> "Gonna Make You Sweat." <laughs> All right. Number five, have you ever eaten food off of a customer's plate before you brought it to the customer? Mm. Um, in the twenty in the, 20, in the uh, diner days, I, I I think I forked a scallop. Wow. Off a plate, yeah. Fork, that's the name of the episode. Fork to scallop. Number six. How many times in a week in increment? <laughs> how many times in a week in increments of five would you say you take the Lord's name in vain? How many times a week in increments in increments of five? I mean, I do it all. I don't know what that means exactly, but I do it all the time. <laughs> Let's go with 200. Okay. Yeah. Number seven. Number eight. If you had to pick one of the places you've worked uh, uh, solely based on the good times you had there and you had to work there for the rest of your life, where would it be? Repeat that one more time. If you had to work at one place that you've worked in the past based solely on the good times Hmm. and you had to work there for the rest of your life, where would you work? Comedy seller, no doubt. Boom. That's that that was I was fishing for that one, bro. I was fishing for that one. one. That's an easy one. (laughs) All right. Final two. Number nine. Would you rather a table of six Karen's or a table of six 14 year old boys? Uh six 14 year old boys. I could deal with them easier more easily. I could deal with both of them, but the 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 boys will be yeah. That's the right answer. You deal with slap them on the back of the neck and give them some car keys. There we go. The roles roles reversed. <laughs> All right, and number ten. You're going to prison for the rest of your life. You can bring one DVD or VHS. What are you bringing? Probably Bullet. I'm gonna bring Bullet. Okay. Mickey Rourke and Tupac. You ever seen that one? Oh yeah. wow, Bullet. Yeah. Love- <laughs> Ninety-five. That was a good one. Uh, you you could have given me hundred guesses, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I you were gonna it. say I thought you were gonna say planes, planes, trains, and automobiles. That would have brought a full fucking circle. Full but no. fucking circle. I was um, gonna say Bubba Gump for where would you rather work for the rest of your life, but <laughs> God, I almost, I almost said don't say Bubba Gump, please. Uh, <laughs> dude, there there is not a restaurant within a ten block radius of of uh, what the fuck is the name of that neighborhood? Jesus Christ. I'm not doing well right now. Uh, Where? Times Square. There's mm-hmm. not a restaurant within a 10 block radius of Times Square that anybody 
would choose as their their best restaurant to work at. <laughs> oh no, oh no, no. <laughs> it's the fucking worst, man. It's yeah, unle- worst. I wonder it, though it, about it, like those. Sorry, Steve. What are you saying? No, I was just agreeing. It, it, it's awful. I mean, people who are like walking around that area, nobody, everybody's in like a state of. I don't know, nothingness, like or transition or something like that. Nobody lives there. That's not it's not even a neighborhood, it's a district, you know? No. It, yeah. Well said. P- PSA to anybody who's listening to this podcast who's not from New York City, doesn't live in New York City, maybe never been to New York City. Times Square is good for about 5 minutes to go, wow, this is crazy because mm-hmm. it is it yeah. is aesthetically a unique, unique. and fascinating place. Mm-hmm. But Here's how you go to if you want to come to New York City and Times Square is on your list. Here's how you see it: just walk through it. Give it a walk through, yeah. Just walk straight fucking through it. Don't talk to anybody. Don't let anybody <laughs> breathe on you. Right. And just fucking take a take a couple pictures. Maybe get on Spider Man's back for a second, and then get the fuck out of that place. That is the least New York. First of all, there isn't a New Yorker within 10, 10 blocks of that place. Everybody there is from Wisconsin. And uh, it's just it's no, it's no bueno. So please listen to us. If there's anything that we can bestow upon you, come to New York. Go to fucking anywhere but but Times Square or Midtown. Yeah, first pass through it. Don't center your trip around it. Exactly. No. Uh, all right. Well, th- this has been a wonderful episode. And again, Steve, ple- pleasure to uh, finally meet one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, buddy. Mike, two for two with solid guests. So I Hell guess yeah. we'll keep you around too. Yeah, uh, but uh, Steve, it has become the new segment uh, for for guests to close out the show with a joke or a quote. So uh, the floor is yours. Oh, there we go. I was about to. I think you were closing the show now. I was about to say, you want a quote? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, quote is from uh, Mark Twain. I came across it actually weeks ago. I thought it was really funny. He said, uh, eat a live frog first thing in the morning, and then nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day. <laughs> there you, so I love that, you know, that's a nice um, uh, comfort to the pessimistic among us. I love, I love that. Fantastic. Love that. That's a great way to end the show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, uh, we love you. We love you out there in, in the, you guys. the service industry world. Uh, appreciate Stay you strong. continuing to listen to us. Oh, wait. I haven't plugged our shit at all the whole time. Chris, where are you? We need you for plugging. Uh, <laughs> find us on Instagram. Find us on TikTok. Find us at our home addresses. I live at – no, I'm not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve, by the way, do you have anything you want to plug? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. We'll, I'm not we'll, selling um, nothing. We'll, we'll catch up with you next time. <laughs> Thanks again. We love you. Thank you, Steve, for coming on the show. Thank you, My Mikey Filipino. Yay. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Steve. Good night. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you.